Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about my favorite subject, which is fat phobia in TV. <laughs> there sure is a lot of it. Um, and also, we're going to be talking about America's focus on weight loss and casting tropes in Hollywood. It's yeah. a fun app. Yeah, it's... um. An episode that we know a lot about. I study TV. Uh, my professionally. F- professionally. No, my friends used to joke in high school that whenever they would be like, what did you do last night? And I'd be like, watch six hours of TV. They'd just be like, just say you did science. <laughs> because at this point, it's like bumming us out. How what much did TV you like to watching. watch back then? I, I always say I don't watch bad TV. I watch all TV. Okay. So I watched dramas. I'd watch like anything that was popular. I'd watch a lot of reality shows, a lot of dating competitions. Um, And I just notice in looking back through this lens that we've been talking through in this podcast and unlearning some of my fat phobias and all that stuff that there are so many things I watched as a child that I either look back now on and I go, what? Like, how did this even get passed because of how they're speaking about certain body types and stuff? And then other ones where I check myself and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I thought that this person was ugly or overweight or, you know, like just Mm -hmm. had something physically wrong with them that they actually don't. And that was like, I don't know, I felt pushed on us a bit. yeah uh, manipulated I think sure. is the yeah. word yeah. like I I'm so with you on that there are movies and tv shows on this list because mm-hmm. we put did put a list together um, and it's a little list for how much there actually is oh yeah it's like a small sampling but yeah. a lot of these are things that I watched when I was growing up mm-hmm. and I didn't realize until years later how fucked up they were to the point where, like, I was actually inspired by a lot of these characters. And mm. we'll get into it. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I think before we get into it, too, I would like to ask the listeners, because this is something I was thinking about. Is there a show that you either grew up on or that you're currently watching that does a really good job with body diversity where there is a person who is bigger that their size is not the butt of any jokes, that where that person is a romantic interest... Like, I'm even trying to think of them now, but I want you guys to do it. Just see if you can as an exercise. I can't really think of one personally, except for Bridgerton. Bridgerton has um, a plus size actress in it who does have a love story plot. 
Mrs. Whistlebottom? No, uh, gosh, I forget her name. Her She's name? such a cute <laughs> actress. Um, she has red hair, red Mrs. curly Whistlebottom. hair. Mrs. Whistlebottom. She's not married. She's one of the or um, Miss Whistlebottom, the girl. She, oh, the, Lady, Lady Whistledown. Whistledown. How sure. dare you, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Whistlebottom? Listen, she's a lady. Okay, Lady Whistledown. Yes. So I mean, but she doesn't have a happy her. story. No, it's not. But like, that's the only one that I can okay, think of. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. like, you know, she had a a love interest, and it wasn't like about oh, am I too fat for this guy mm-hmm. or something like that. But you're right. It's not even a good one and it's not even a main one. And I can't really think of, I will admit there are people who've told me to watch Shrill. I have not seen it. Oh, it's good. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll try it out. But even that, there is a, a heavy focus on the weight stuff. Right. It's a, it's a big focus of it. You can't, it's not just like, this is a person who happens to be existing. And what's weird about her is that she works at a pet store or whatever. It's like, What's weird about her is that she's fat and like, that's the, you know, like, yeah. And that has to be like what we focus on. Yeah. So it's really tough to, to think of it. I think we're like, we're part of the way there. We're not even close to being fully there in terms of like creating interesting characters for fat actors. Mm -hmm. And there definitely needs to be more of them because there are a lot of interesting fat people out there. Totally. And like, we Probably have more said interesting so, fat people. No, than, but like we've said on people. so many other episodes, not everybody is necessarily attracted to the same archetype of human. So like, where are the shows for the people that are not attracted to a cookie cutter, you know? I don't know. And um, you just reminded me, I had this thought while I was stoned off my ass mm. the other day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking... And it all just came to me. And, you know, I think about this stuff all the time, but not in in this particular way, which is if I was in a bunker mm-hmm. for, let's say, 20 years and all I had as a reference point for humanity was television, mm. I would think there are no fat people. Totally. You would just think everybody's thin. Totally. Which is super not the case. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's interesting to think about it like that, because even on reality TV, which is you know, it's reality. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a reflection of everyday people, mm-hmm. whether it is or not. You know, that's another story. But even on there, it's really only thin people. Yeah. Or if it's a show like The Biggest Loser, the point is to lose weight. Sure. Um, there were a lot of shows like that when we were growing up where it was a weight loss show or a Becoming Beautiful show, a show that I the watched Swan. a lot. Yeah, exactly. The Swan with Dr. Terry Dubrow. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was Dr. Terry Dubrow. And I remember. Should I know Dr. Terry Dubrow? He is Heather Dubrow's husband. Oh. Of the Real Housewives of the OC. Wow. Mm -hmm. They've been in television for a very long time. Fascinating. Fascinating. I never watched it, Uh but I remember seeing the previews and being kind of horrified. See, I was at the place in my life where I thought this was the best show ever. I was so excited. And I don't know how much I've shared about the fact that like my dad is an aesthetics doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. like he does Botox. He, he makes people beautiful. They love him for it. Well, he's a dermatologist, but he doesn't do plastic surgery, does he? But Botox. But Botox. Yeah. And, um, but he's in the business of quote unquote attractiveness. And I always grew up thinking that that was like the most important thing you know just because of how excited people would get when they saw him they're like oh your father keeps me so gorgeous and stuff and it's the best thing ever and so when the swan came around I was like how wonderful is this that people who can't afford to go to the doctor for surgery can go and get a whole fucking makeover and they get liposucked and I don't know if you guys remember the the swan didn't let you look in the mirror yeah. Until like six months after your surgery. It's actually 60 years It was later. 60 years. No, sorry. Um, yeah, they keep the bandages on your face. I mean, of course. No, they you cover have to your heal. mirrors. They cover your Oh, mirrors. they cover all your mirrors? Yeah. So, uh, so after six weeks. Months, I think. I think Mo- it, it, Months? Depending on, because some of these people were having entire body overhauls. Yeah, like Kylie Jenner. Sure, this, this was the uh, th- like this was people. That... No, but the, but I'm saying this was pre. This was like before. I I definitely wouldn't say it, it's normal now, but it is a little bit more like 
it's a little bit less shocking when somebody goes in and has multiple procedures at done at the time. same time. Yeah, this in is fact, pre Heidi. Remember when pre- Heidi uh, did that on the uh, hills uh, or whatever? I, ears pinned back. Yep. Chin job, nose job, boob job, butt job. Mm. Yeah. Sad seeing her talk to her mom, but she does look beautiful. Anyway, everyone's allowed to do what they want. But the thing that was fucked up about this show is they wouldn't let you look at yourself. And I don't think they had proper psych evaluations for these people. Um, and it makes me think about like how fucked up it could be to just be a completely other person. For you sure. Know, wake up that way and see yourself that way for the first time. Okay, well, I let, I didn't watch this. So is there anybody who you remember from the show? Who, no. No, you don't remember no, any specific I don't remember pe- a single person because that wasn't the point. It wasn't about people's personalities. It wasn't about getting to know them. It was about getting to know. This person is so unfortunate looking. How <laughs> horrible that this person has to walk the earth looking like they do. Literally, that was the the intro for every single person. Can you believe this person exists? Vomit. <laughs> well, we're going to make them better. And I wonder I, how they advertise that. Like if there was an advertisement in the local papers, like nope. looking for very unfortunate looking people to come on this right. show or or is it just like, do you want a full body transformation? Mm. And then and they, then they the narrator. Evaluate. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would be really pissed off if somebody was it was like you could get a full makeover or whatever, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't plastic surgery. Just you come on this show, you get a makeover. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go in and I get the makeover. And then I find out later that they edited it to say, like, this horribly ugly woman for sure to get a full makeover, yeah. you know, because they can edit you however and they want. And they did. And that's why I, I like worry about the psychological effects on the people themselves. But also I'm thinking about me as a child just rooting for this. Being like, fuck yeah, get hot, get hot. This is the only way we'll be able to stomach anyone. And did you think that they looked good after? Yes, I did. Yeah. And I, I afterwards, I think there are some women who are like, it was only women, of course, who are like, yeah, this was the best thing I've ever done. And some people who were like, this really fucked me up. Mm. But what you were saying about the casting call, I think about that all the time with scripted shows, um, specifically Sex and the City the way that they would name their like the way their they random were, characters the or whatever extras, or in the, the beginning, there was like plain woman, normal woman, ordinary woman, chunky gay guy. Um, and I always think about, first of all, naming the character that, but also yeah. the casting of being like, hey, we need a chunky gay guy. We need a mediocre woman. <laughs> <laughs> what I think about is like, where is Chunky Gay Guy now? Like, is he still acting? And does his IMDb just have Chunky Gay Guy as his main credit? Because Sex in the City, you want that credit on your mm-hmm. IMDb. Like, if my thing was, you know, Chunky Dumpy Woman, like, let's just say, <laughs> that would be on my resume for my entire life. It's Sex in the City, for yeah, God's sake. For sure. Gotta keep it. You gotta keep it. Listen, um, if you are Chunky Gay Guy, please write in. Please write in. I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and did that hurt your feelings? <laughs> yeah, or did were it you like, yes, I was perfect for the role. That's why I got cast. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's tough to say. I'm not an actress, and this is a big part of the reason, because I feel like you get typecast in things. For sure. And, like, you can't escape what has already been drawn out for you and and what niche you already fall into. And... um. Yeah, I would just be terrified of being typecast in, in that way or or credited that way. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all 
all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Another moniker that I don't know, I don't know if... If Monica and Fat Monica are two, does she get two different credits? Fat Monica was my guru when I was younger. Really? Yes. We're talking about Friends, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the show Friends. Yes. You're a fucking loser if you don't know what we're talking about. But (laughs) we're talking about the iconic sitcom Friends. Or you're young or you're new here. Or or you're new. Yeah. Or you're new to this world. Yeah. (laughs) You were literally birthed from a sack yesterday. Welcome. Um, Fat Monica is Monica Geller from Friends. But mm-hmm. her this I don't know when the storyline arose. Like I don't know if it was in season one that they said she used to be fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of remember like maybe around like season three or something becoming aware of that fact about Monica's history mm. that she used to be in a larger body, but a much larger body. They had her in a fat suit. Yeah. And the quality of fat suits back then, mm. I, I look at it now and it just makes me laugh because it's like, it's obviously like a big old chin strap, yeah. painted flesh colored, and she's got like pillows in her sweaters. And we're supposed to, you know, believe that she lost all this weight in one year. Honestly, the fat suits, first of all, I don't know if they should get better, but they have not gotten better because I just recently watched the Matilda musical and Brucey, who's the kid that eats a lot of cake, he's a very thin boy. Which I was like, oh, they could keep this as just like a thin boy who has yeah. to eat a lot of cape. No, they stuffed a pillow in his shirt. So like, in, <laughs> look up like the final dance scene, Revolting Children. Like this kid is like throwing around this pillow in Wait. circles and stuff. And it's absurd. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually watched that and I I thought like, I, I just saw Bruce and obviously I saw the original Matilda. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, that's cool. They got a skinny kid to be yeah. Bruce. Yeah. I didn't even notice the pillow. Nope. He had a big old <laughs> pillow in there. <laughs> that was another one that made a huge impression on me, though. Bruce from Matilda. Mm. Um, this is the chocolate cake scene where Trunchbull accuses him of stealing the chocolate cake. Yep. And because he stole a piece of her chocolate cake, he has to eat this huge Two more chocolate cakes. cake. Uh, <laughs> and the the cook sneezes on it also, uh, oh, like yeah. while Cookie handing is it to gross. him. Cookie's super gross. 
they need to have better hygiene in the cafeteria. But they don't want to. They hate children. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the least of the yeah. problems over at Crunchum Hall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that scene like fucked me up so bad because mm-hmm. it and and people criticize it now. I've heard a lot of people criticize it and it's it's a really triggering scene for many of us who either grew up overweight or have mm-hmm. had eating disorders like that shame mm. that shame of like having to eat you all were that hungry cake. so you have to eat more mm-hmm. the fact that you were hungry is the shameful thing and it's also like that he didn't have self-control right he didn't have right. self-control to not eat trunchbull's cake yeah so now he has to eat the whole fucking cake in front of everybody at school right it's just it's almost undescribable like the creepiness that I feel in my body when I watch that that's why I liked initially when I thought he was thin I was like oh now this can just be triumphant yeah you know like yeah you finished the fucking cake yes yes I've often thought about that like how differently that scene would play Mm -hmm. if it was a skinny actor but that's fat phobia in us as well I feel or something because it's like like, they never said he was ashamed, did they? Or did we well, they just... never actually... Yeah, they never actually said anything about his weight. Yeah. I will say that. Like, it, I do think it was intentional. It's because of what fat people look like in media or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want to get back to Fat Monica because the way that Fat Monica was... I'm just going to call her that because that's yeah. literally what her name was in the show. They introduce it through Ross's perspective, being like, oh... I had to eat really fast when I grew up because Monica would eat everything or whatever. I wrote this down too. He said, yeah, there are a lot of jokes made at Monica's expense and I'm talking current day, you know, they'll do flashbacks and they'll show fat Mm -hmm. Monica. Like they'll show the characters when they were younger, but even, you know, years later, they make a lot of jokes at Monica's expense. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one that I wrote down was Ross said, explaining why he's a fast eater he Mm -hmm. said i grew up with monica if you didn't eat fast you didn't eat at all yeah so like the implication is like oh she was just this pig just housing down every meal and had no self-control i think that is a narrative that that gets pushed in tv and Mm -hmm. film Mm -hmm. that fat people don't have any self-control and there's even an episode uh not sure if you remember this one but ross like injures a girl or something or like a girl breaks her leg and Mm -hmm. she's in the Girl Scouts Mm -hmm. and somehow he was involved and he wants to help her sell the cookies Mm -hmm. because she can't do it. So he's selling Girl Scout cookies to all his friends and Monica buys Thin Mints and she loves Thin Mints. And then she wants to buy more and he's like, Monica, yeah, remember what the Thin Mints did to you. And it's basically like implying that her fatness was because of an addiction that she then yeah. overcame. Right. And like, oh, she can't have any more Thin Mints because then she might go back to that. Slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they do talk about it a lot where it's like, it's clear that Monica has made a change. Like she didn't just one day, like, and she watches her weight and stuff. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be happy for is Monica staying on the wagon, so to speak, and like staying thin and like, not indulging when she wants to in a lot of times. And there is an episode where um, they kind of handled Fat Monica sensitively because Chandler reveals that he dumped a girl at camp because she got fat one summer and like he's trying to reconcile with her and Monica learns that that's what happened and she gets like so depressed and she's like, are you going to do that to me? Yeah. I, I kind of remember that episode. The thing is, he did do that to her they, because they showed a, a Thanksgiving flashback episode of them meeting for the first time. And mm. Chandler was a total dick to her because mm. she was in fat body. Mm. And then they showed another year. And I guess in in one year, she had lost over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like she lost so much weight in over a year. They never explained, you know, how or really anything. They never explored it that deeply. Mm-hmm. But she went on Ozempic. She yeah, she was on semaglutide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monica was patient zero. She, no, so she's she's in this new skinny body. Chandler comes home for Thanksgiving. Ross and Monica are brother and sister. I feel stupid like saying basic facts like this, <sighs> but I feel like we already established maybe some people haven't seen Friends. Okay. Um, so Chandler comes over to their house mm-hmm. and he like almost doesn't recognize her. Now he's interested in her. Like now he finds her sexy. Mm-hmm. And she 
just doesn't know how to act sexy. And this is something I relate to so hard because she had just dropped all this weight and Mm. I'm sure she felt really good about herself. I'm sure she felt like this was a great transformation for her, but she's kind of like trying to dance around with this knife. Like she's trying to like be sexy with the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chandler's like, what the fuck is going on? Like Uh. he's very confused. And then she accidentally chops off one of his toes. (laughs) with a knife like they show it in slow motion going flying across the kitchen Mm -hmm. and then he loses a toe and it's like a gag scene (laughs) but I related to that so much just because like cut people's toes off because I've got I've (laughs) dismembered many people (laughs) by accident during seductive dancing because like she like doesn't feel sexy. Like right. she's had this big transformation, but well, she's still- Well, that's what I'm, you're saying. Like she feels great because she's lost all this weight. I'm like, not yet. No, she I, doesn't feel great. I mean, great. she like, feels she... accomplished. Like she shows up in this sexy like velvet dress mm. and she's ready to show him up. Like mm. there have been so many times, I didn't go to my five-year high school reunion. I didn't go to my 10-year high school reunion, but I thought about it both times because I was like, I just want to show people up. Mm. I just want to show up and like, I know that I- quote, look better than I did in high school. Like, oh, I want to make everyone see. Not that they would give a fuck, right. by the way. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't care at yeah. all. But that is a very relatable feeling of like, oh, this guy treated me like shit. He's coming over this year and I'm mm. going to make him. I, totally. Like, yeah, no, he he definitely rejected her as a teen. And, but she was saying, now that we are in a married couple and you love me and you know me or whatever, like, Spoiler alert, they get married. Emily. (laughs) Like, what can I assume that people know? I don't know how we're going to talk about these other shows. Like, (laughs) we don't assume people know friends. From here on, from here on out, we assume you know know everything. And if you don't, don't. too bad. No. Um, But I think that's what she was saying is, are you going to leave me? Like, am I still not going to be enough? Yeah. And because I've seen you were in a relationship with this other girl before you just knew me and it was like a looks thing or whatever. And he was like, no, like, of course, I would never leave you. Like, it was like, I I don't know what was happening in the writer's room where somebody kind of got tipped off that like, this is a fucked up storyline. And like, Uh, this is something that a Monica would be worried about. And this is something that we need to address Um, because people gain weight as they age. Yeah, more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or no. people just look different as they age. And I think that was the point is to be like, are you body essentialist with me? Do I need to look this way in order for you to love me? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a really good point. And I also think that that might have been written in there to show Chandler's progress. Yes. Because yeah. he did used to be really superficial, mm-hmm. as is evidenced by that Thanksgiving episode and, you know, him dumping a girl at camp. I mean, listen, if we're talking about camp, we're talking about like 10-year-olds. And I think they were 15. I think it was like a oh, little more oh, mature. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little more mature. A little more well, mature. I know plenty of 15-year-olds that would have dumped their girlfriend just because they were fat. And um, I mean, I and- considered dumping my boyfriend because of a bad haircut. Like, people... <laughs> people- <laughs> what was the haircut? But you don't do it. It just looked a little uh, Third Reich to me. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, okay. See, that... Say no more. I know. Um, <laughs> well... I made a few notes about this because like it did it does bother me. I rewatched Friends like a year ago, the entire thing. Mm. And and you know, I've seen I've probably seen each episode of Friends like four times at least. Okay. I've seen it so many times. Um and it wasn't until I rewatched it the most recent time that I realized Monica is one of the darkest characters on the show. Certainly. And and let's just Let's just break it down for a sec, okay? She's very type A. She's hyper-organized. She loves control, okay? Mm -hmm. And that should come as no surprise considering that she was a fat kid. She lost a significant amount of weight. And Mm -hmm. now there's this narrative of like, okay, I'm in control, right? Okay? She's very competitive. She always has something to prove to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, She compares herself to other people. Oh, also, she's a chef, she is a chef. She loves food mm-hmm. on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. And yet there's this thing that's being pushed on us that like she can love food and she can make delicious food and, and share that gift with the world. Mm-hmm. But she can't love food too much. Yeah. Because that would be bad. Yeah. 
because nobody would want her. Yeah, that is dark. When you said dark, my mind immediately went to her relationship with Richard. Oh, interesting. And like, this isn't super on topic, but it kind of is because it's like, it's a creepier relationship that I don't know if everybody would get involved in, but because a person has had low self-esteem in the past, maybe they are seeking are susceptible. Yeah. And, I, and are Richard seeking is, approval. is yeah. uh, her dad's age. That's her dad's best friend. It's her dad's who's known her since she was a child. <laughs> he was all, her doctor, right? Yes. It's yeah. actually, it's really fucked up. Like, yeah, he, I mean, if my dentist was Tom Selleck, I probably would date him too. Yeah, sure. Um, But <laughs> yeah, now that you put it like that, it does have some dark undertones. Mm-hmm. Maybe she feels like she needs somebody else to be more in control in the relationship because she's always desperately seeking that control. Well, she doesn't end up with him. Right. But I'm just explaining the, you're right. She ends up with Chandler. who's like a pushover. Who's a sweetheart. He's not a sweetheart though. Oh, he's not. Well, because when I rewatched it, I was just like, he's a dick. Like I used to love Chandler too, but and I used to think like, oh, he's the funny guy. Like mm-hmm. he just wants to bring everybody up. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. He wants to bring everyone down. Well, then maybe that's why she's attracted to him too. Because she's like, I don't deserve someone that is going to be the really nice guy or whatever. And also, I say this as somebody who used to go after assholes all the time. There, There's a feeling of conquering. You know, mm. I got the asshole. I got the one that, who hates everybody else. Like Edward Cullen, the thing I loved about him was like, I've never found a woman attractive. <laughs> But you. (laughs) Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Yeah, so Chandler 
we're saying is kind of was kind of at least a shallow hell. Yeah, he was problematic for sure. Which is a movie that I think about when I think about how fat people are portrayed in. And it's not just like bigger people. It's um, people who are ugly or have big noses or there's one woman in shallow hell that um, Jason Alexander being looking like he looks, you know, yeah, average guy. And this guy has the highest standards for what a conventionally attractive woman should look like and who he's going to date. And over the course of the movie, he doesn't like a girl because her her second toe is longer than the first one. Yeah, which is a sign um, of royalty, by the way. Is it? Yeah. So he he passed up a queen. What an idiot. Uh, yeah, such an idiot. No, but uh, the thing is, like, I know so many guys like this that they say what their standards are for, you know, who they would want to date. Yeah. Or like, oh, this girl I'm dating, she's really great. But like, you know, her, her tits are kind of small. Like, I hear yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, say yeah, these yeah. negative things. And I'm like, who do you think you are? Well, what about your body? Yeah, but but like also <laughs> that and, and like why why do you think you're entitled to a person that you think is perfect looking? Right. But yeah, so if you haven't seen Shallow Hal, it's about Jack Black and he is an average looking guy as well and he is also like his friend super superficial and um I guess like I don't know how he ends up with Tony Robbins in an elevator. Oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot about that. But he does. I, I saw that movie in theaters. Oh, I haven't wow. seen it since then. And I, I remember a lot from it, but you might have to fill me in on a couple of things. And I forgot about that. So but, they, they're in the elevator. And I think he just starts talking about that he wants a really hot girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tony Robbins is like, this is not what you need. You need like a brain flip. Like you need to realize that like beauty comes from within. So Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins is him. I guess brainwashes him and then yeah like Tony Robbins has mystical powers yeah, in, this in this alternate universe and isn't canceled and mm-hmm, <laughs> but um so now Hal wakes up and everyone he sees is attractive based on how they are on the inside so if you're really nice you're stunning if you're a piece of shit you're ugly and it gets really disgusting with what they view as ugly. Yeah. So um, like this is one of the biggest issues I have with this movie is that sure, you know, the joke, we're supposed to think that he is unrealistic and we're like, we're not supposed to agree with him in the movie. I don't think at mm-hmm. least, but so what he, like his standard of beauty becomes the barometer for how he sees people on the inside. Does mm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so for example, if I think a big hooked nose is ugly, mm-hmm. if I think that's ugly, mm-hmm. then the next asshole I see on the street, I would see Has them one. as having a big schnoz. Right. And that's what it is. So he thinks fat people are ugly. Right. So the, he he is the barometer, but he's also, it's very like Western standards. Yeah. Beauty standards. So big noses, uh, big people. Um, burns. Yeah, burns. At one like, part, they go to a burn unit and he's really nice to the children because he can't see the burns because apparently burns are so disgusting, but these children are nice. So they look, quote unquote, normal. Um, what else is gross? Uh, one person, I think, becomes disabled when he sees them for actually how they are. And it's these comparisons of like, like, it's just very fucked up. It's really fucked up. And um, it's fucked up what they made Gwyneth Paltrow do in this movie. Like, I, she shouldn't have taken this role. Like, she's been made fun of for this, for, for mm-hmm. accepting this role for years and years and years. Because once again, I'm going back to the fat suit. The fat suit technology was not on fleet. It was not great. It was <laughs> so bad. So they have Gwyneth Paltrow and he sees Gwyneth Paltrow as Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. But in the movie, the real Gwyneth Paltrow is much, much larger. Yeah. And she looks exactly the same. The only difference is that she's... I don't think she looks exactly the same. You don't? No. I, I thought they, the only difference make was her the hair fat hair worse. No. What did they do to her hair? It's like more stringy. Okay, but it's still long, straight, blonde hair. Sure. But okay, maybe they styled her down. Maybe they, you know... They're, I think they were trying to make the fat woman as ugly as possible, as... Ha ha ha. 
how could he be attracted to this person? Like, that's what ends up happening is everybody in his life is like, what's wrong with you? You know, and he's like falling in love and they're uh-huh. like, you're dating Shamu and like all these like terrible oh, yeah, things. Shamu. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the movie, at least it's it's a happy ending. That he's happy with her and the point is that you're supposed to love people for what's on the inside. But over the course of the movie, you just learn what people deem unattractive. And if you have any of those qualities, you're going to feel really fucking bad at the end of the movie. Yeah. And, and during I, the movie. Yeah. And I, I would feel bad watching this movie again. Yeah. It reminds me of the ending of Shrek. How it's like she doesn't need to be a beautiful princess because she found her match like I always thought it was weird it's like oh the world is gonna think you're ugly well that's okay because he's ugly too bitch you know what I mean like no it's supposed to be but you're loved and you only need one person to love you and you only need to love yourself right sure but it's like but in the end she thinks she's gonna turn back into this quote beautiful princess Mm. that she was half the time before but instead she stays an ogre Mm -hmm. And the ogre that she's marrying is like, but you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So like I took it as like, so because he thinks she's beautiful, like to me, it, it, she didn't, she didn't come around to see herself differently. It was just, she does in Shrek too. So here's oh, yeah? the thing. I've yeah. not seen the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This they is cover why you this always need to see the two. sequel. Yeah. And also everybody go see Puss, PIB2, Puss in Boots 2. It is. I didn't see PIB one. A masterpiece. Neither did I. Uh, yes, I did. I just didn't like it. The I could PIB two amazing. But Shrek two. So they they address how Fiona ends up, and there is an option where Shrek takes a potion, a handsome potion, because he wants to be the guy for her. Because oh. now it's about the family, and he wants to fit into the family. And he's like, listen, I like being an ogre, but I'll be a hot guy for you if like this is what you need and what your family wants. And Fiona wakes up and she looks like herself and stuff. And she's like, huh, well, this is interesting. But also, like, I don't feel good about it anymore. And at the end of that movie, they both decide to be ogres together because they love each other that way. And I remember at that time, I was so like, no, we had the opportunity to be hot. Yeah, and we're not choosing hot. There are potions. There are potions. You can just take a potion. Fairy godmother. You have wow. to see Shrek too. This yeah, is, no, this is like I'm embarrassed. Yeah, you should be. And I was shaming people for not seeing Friends. Literally. <gasps> so in Shrek too, <laughs> there's this king. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Shrek two through four, amazing. There's oh, a fourth. Ama- yeah, Shrek the fourth. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not caught up on Shrek any the of fourth. This. If you like everything, everywhere, all at once, which I do. Check out Shrek 4. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's high praise. Yeah. Wait, that's so funny. That's like, if you like Braveheart, you no. love Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the movies are similar? Like I'm saying it's multiverse. It's multi. Oh, was Shrek Well, before- it's not multiverse. It's more time hopping. I love time hopping. Yeah. I loved the movie Jumper. See, and you would never think about that from Shrek. No, I wouldn't. But here we are. No, I wouldn't. Um, speaking of a time hop, there was a scene in Sex and the City that always got under my skin. And it was, I think, in one of the movies when Samantha has just come back from being in L.A. for a very long movie. time. Yeah. And she shows up to some party and she has maybe gained five pounds I think or something like that and she's showing this like inch of midriff and Charlotte like looks at her like oh my god Samantha or whatever she's clutching her pearls doesn't say like what's wrong and then Anthony comes up and he's like what's with the pooch (laughs) like yeah about her stomach yeah and it is like this woman has gained no weight yeah I I remember this scene I I remember this scene too Samantha always had the best style, in my opinion, in my opinion, because she wore crop tops like into her 50s. But like in a Carrie wears bras, I feel 
Yeah, but I just like Samantha's style better. Okay. I, I just like I like her trousers <laughs> and her mm-hmm. her crop tops. Like it's almost like she shops at Chico's, but like the cool version. What? You know? Like, you know, like she dresses like age appropriate, but also super sexy. And I always liked that about her, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, so she's wearing like I wouldn't say it's a crop top, but it is like it does show a little bit of her belly. And um and so I guess like they're pointing out that her belly has gotten bigger, but I literally couldn't tell. Like when I saw that scene, no, I didn't even know the what they were talking about. The only thing that about. makes you be able to tell is there's like a sound bite that's like boom. Oh, I love when they do that. You know, it's like boom, like you're, it's, it's exploding. Right. <laughs> and it's supposed to indicate that she's unfulfilled and she's gaining weight and everything is going wrong right. or whatever. When really... The happiest times in my life I've gained weight. Yeah, it means you're eating good and celebrating and spending good time with friends. I I mean, of course, some people do turn to food in times of stress mm-hmm. or when they're unhappy, mm-hmm. when they're depressed. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember in the movie, she she's kind of like, oh, yeah, like I feel stuck in my relationship. Like that was kind of her storyline mm-hmm. was like she got with this guy mm-hmm. and she for some reason just wasn't as happy as she could be with him. And it sucks because I was a big fan of that guy. I thought Smith? It, yeah, Smith. I thought, it, right. I thought he was good for her. But anyway, she she wasn't happy. So like the mm-hmm. narrative is that she gained a little bit of weight, but it was so negligible. I couldn't even mm-hmm. tell. Mm-hmm. And then that made me self-conscious watching that movie thinking like, wow, do people really notice when you fluctuate that totally tiny of an right. amount? Right. It it's such a mind fuck to see that portrayed on the screen because like and if, should they notice like as a friend is it your duty to be like girl absolutely not no but I'm saying that's what I think the implication is that yes is like your friends will notice they also should notice because they're keeping you in check okay here's a question what if it was more obvious like I don't think they did it in the right way if they were gonna say something about that but what if it was quite obvious she had put on. I don't know, 60 pounds or mm-hmm. something like if if and she didn't notice and like, would it have played differently if she takes off her jacket and it's actually like a noticeable amount of weight? I mean, personally, to me, I still don't think you should comment on it. Mm-hmm. But like, do you think there is a certain point that a friend could be like, hey, are you unhappy or you can always ask if your friend is unhappy. You don't have to be like, wow, your stomach. You no. must be sad. No, and they shouldn't have delivered it. That, <laughs> I mean, no, definitely not. But like, just as a hypothetical. Yeah. Like, would that scene have played differently to you? Or do you think there's a way that they could have? It could have been more sensitive. I think the point was, she's fat. It's disgusting. We need to be concerned and not handle it in a sensitive way. Yeah. Uh, although, no, Charlotte wasn't going to say anything. It was Anthony that said something. I don't know. I don't know what Sex in the City wanted us to get from that. I They probably were just trying to play it as a joke. Also, Carrie Bradshaw, they never really talk about her eating. Like, she doesn't eat, like, a ton. Yeah, I can't remember seeing her eating. And in And just like that, it's, like, the first time they kind of address the fact that she doesn't super eat. Oh. Yeah. But they also really? don't go into it too much. But I think it, it was another in retrospect, like... Yeah, do you, do you think they felt like they needed to mm-hmm. write that in somehow? But I always feel like if you're not really going to say anything about it, then just don't say anything about it. Right. Like, we're just going to kind of nod to the fact that Carrie doesn't eat, mm. but we're not going to try to de- like demystify that or... Mm-hmm. Say why. Analyze or, that at yeah. all. It's weird. I mean, the new show is is flawed in a lot of ways. I can't wait for the new season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so excited. I haven't seen any of it. It sucks. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is so random, but mm. do you remember do you remember Fat Bastard from Austin Powers? Sure do. Do you remember Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect? Yeah. <laughs> two very different people, yeah. but two very similar situations. Like their fatness was the butt of every joke. Yes. And it was just like okay, this I'm trying to figure out how to say this in the right way. Okay. When I saw Austin Powers 2 and I was introduced to Fat Bastard, Mm -hmm. I remember a flip was switched in my brain where it's like, oh, you can like be funny about your fatness. Like, oh, you can like kind of like. You can be dead sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm sexy. (laughs) And then he had that line. eat. He had that line that was like. I eat because I'm, I'm unhappy, unhappy and I'm and unhappy I'm because, because I eat. eat. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Like for years and years, I was like, that is it. Yeah. That is the problem. I'm an emotional eater. Mm. He just summarized it. I don't mm. know why everyone's so confused. Fat bastard just summarized a nation's health problem. That's really what I thought. Mm. And then at a certain point, I realized it's it's actually not about emotional leading at all. Like the the food is not the problem. It's the feelings underneath when it comes to your emotions. But I do think like that it was kind of meant to be played as a joke, but kind of meant to be like an oversimplification of like, oh yeah, that's what fat people are. There are people who eat their feelings. Mm. Yeah. So I'm interested in, I wonder who named fat bastard, fat bastard. His mom. (laughs) Well, we never find out. Yeah, like, is that his Christian name? Fat Amy names herself Fat Amy, and she says it in the beginning because she says, I call myself this before other people do. Yeah. So it was a protective measure and stuff. But both of these characters seem very confident in their bodies. They're both very sexual. And it could be a thing where you could go, oh, I can be sexy. But you actually shouldn't feel that way because that is the joke in itself as well. Yeah, like I can't watch it and not think, oh, this is just being played for a joke. Like, do I think fat people? Well, it's how they approach it in it. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody is horrified when uh, fat Amy splits her pants and everyone sees her pussy. And everyone's like, oh, this is so horrifying. And, and like it's men freaking out a lot when when men see a vagina, they get excited like yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so that I always thought I was like, oh, wow, she must be so fucking gross that even her vagina is disgusting people. And fat bastard, there's that scene where he's like in bed and Felicity Shagwell has to get the monitor from him. Don't laugh at me, you guys. That's her name. That is her name. Um, (laughs) And she shags well. She does her job. Yeah. But she is so like put off by the fact that like she has to like even like be in this bed with him. And like it's so gross and it's so greasy and it's so like. Like, how could you feel good as a person like. Who doesn't look perfect yeah, after no, it, that? It, it would make you feel horrible. Yeah. But I also think probably, like I do think when I was in a bigger body and I would watch that, I'd be like, well, at least I'm not that gross. Mm. But there is that element, you know, of like, this person is a caricature of mm-hmm. a fat person. Mm-hmm. And it's not a positive thing. It's definitely a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But like, 
to have like a big, greasy, mm-hmm. oily, kind of like foul mouthed. Not kind of. He is foul mouthed. <laughs> he eats poop at one point. Oh, Wait, no. Austin Powers eats poop. Never oh. mind. Sorry. But you assumed it was the fat guy. I did. But it was, it was his poop. I don't remember you don't, that. Sorry. The poop makes its way into a coffee machine. Wow. Wow. That movie was ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> no, but like it's he's a caricature mm-hmm. and I don't think it's it's helpful. But there are people that big. And that's the thing, too, with fat phobia is once you're saying that that level of fat is gross, then like where is the line? Like yeah. it has, you have to be inclusive to the point that everybody can feel okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, and I know it's really hard because of the media that we've been inundated with. Like a lot of what I was thinking of through these lists too, as like y- your thought of, oh, at least I'm not that fat or whatever. Like so many of my list is people that I genuinely thought were overweight. I genuinely thought Bridget Jones was huge. Oh, man. I also thought Kate Winslet in Titanic was a big person. Because everybody kept saying she was. Right? Why was that? And and I like rewatch it now and I'm like, this is horrible. I remember in Center Stage, there, like the ballet movie, there was one girl who was on a diet, but then all the other girls who weren't Maureen thin, I was like, well, they're big too. Like, and Mm -hmm. it it is wild how you were saying, if you only watch TV, you would think that there were no fat people. Like I thought people should be so, so very small. Yeah. And you're not the only one. Yeah. Like I definitely thought that. And there are people who still think that there's Mm -hmm. still people who think that, um, you know, thinness is the ultimate gauge of morality and, and, Khloe Kardashian has an entire show called Revenge, Revenge Body, Body, which it's much like your high school reunion. Show them how good you look. That right. you look so good that it's actually revenge on them. And much like my reunion, newsflash, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> but also like your body shouldn't have that effect on anybody. Like nobody should be like, oh, damn. No. <laughs> I, okay. Wait, I never watched Revenge Body. Have you watched it? Have you seen it? I watched like one episode. Was it just about working out? Basically, yeah. Okay, we all know that's not how she got her body, right? We do. So like, isn't the premise of this show just not even... We should have put the swan and this one together. Yeah, be more totally, realistic. totally. Because like, that also, I mean, this is like a topic for another day potentially, but that does also piss me off, you know, when it when it's like... If you work out hard enough, mm-hmm. then like then you could get the body of your dreams. But meanwhile, we can't even find somebody who has achieved that from mm-hmm. working out to mm-hmm. host this show. Mm. You have the Kardashians on. What was it? I think maybe it was Ellen. And she asked them, you know, what do you say to people who think that you're promoting a, a negative body image for mm-hmm. young girls? And Kendall's like, we work hard for our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you don't. I mean, may- maybe you do. Like, I... I have no doubt that they all work out, but they've also had surgery. Sure. So like, how can you just push that narrative as like, yeah, work out really hard and like, you'll make him jealous. Some of us never will. Most of us never will. Literally, I think I told you about that master cleanse I did where I lost like 10 pounds in a week. The guy never showed up. Never even showed up. You know, like they don't care. They don't care. And it just fucks with your brain for that amount of time and your body and your metabolism and stuff. And like, yeah, I don't. I Totally. I mean, that that's why you need to do things. The best revenge is living well. Yes. And being happy. You need to make decisions about your body but and about your life just in general, like according to what is going to make you happy and what is going to make you feel fulfilled, not what's going to make somebody else think, damn, I wish I could have held on to that slice. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> not that anyone talks like that, but you know what I mean? You, do. I hear you say that all the time. Yeah, well, I'm a fucking no, dork. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so there's obviously like um, a crap ton of shows and media that we've seen like this. And I'm, I'm really interested for the listeners, if you could send us ones that you think have good body positive or like a bunch of different types of bodies, at least on one show. But Another thing I've noticed besides scripted media and reality shows and all that stuff is the commercials that we watch in between our media 
are much more skewed towards looking good, weight loss, surgery. I have a friend from New Zealand who was here with me for like a few months and she was blown away by how much of our media is shoving diet culture and changing to look better. Like she's like, we don't have that in New Zealand. Uh, I picture New Zealand as being like this utopia where, but it's not just like it's other countries countries, in the U S According to researchandmarkets.com, the weight loss market is about $72.6 billion as of 2021 and was previously at $58 billion in 2020. So it's only growing, actually. Yeah. Um, And then um, according to statista.com, there is a breakdown of the population in select countries worldwide who were trying to lose weight in 2020, the highest being Chile at 60%, then USA was 51%, and then China was at 30%, which I'm surprised that we're not number one. Oh, very interesting. The highest was Chile. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah, but 51% is still very, very high. Super high. Yeah. Um, I do find it interesting that people were spending less money on weight loss products in 2020 in that it's not surprising at all. We had other things to worry about. We were literally not being observed. Not being observed, but also like was we nice. were concerned about actual there health matters. There were people matters. dying. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Kim, there are people dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have had, I've started asking my boyfriend to send me um, his targeted ads mm-hmm. because I notice, um, you know, I, I minimize every Noom ad, every Weight Watchers ad, everything like that. Um, But the way that he gets marketed these things is different than the way I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And these ads, and and this is, I'm only saying this because I want people to know how, you know, smart these companies are and how they will tailor even the, and target you depending on, you know, your demographic and what they think will be most effective with you. So with me, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, get a healthy lifestyle started. Mm -hmm. It's always great to eat more greens. You know, it's Mm kind of like not so nefarious language. With Andy, it's like, do you want to cut 2% body fat by the end of 30 days? It's like very diet culture. And I'm talking the same company. So they know how to get around they do. You. So anybody who says, you know, oh, well, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that you see an ad, you see a new ad, you're like, this isn't so bad. They just want me to to eat vegetables. And have a healthier lifestyle. They just want me to be healthy. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that. I will personally send you what they're saying to Andy because it's like, because they know. They, well, like, and some people, I'm sure if you're on Noom and you're enjoying it, like that is up to you. That's your business. But at the end of the day, it is a diet brand. Yeah. Like, that's the point of it. It's a weight loss app. It's a weight loss app. And a lot of these things are. And so the next time you're watching TV, count. See how many ads you see for cool sculpting, for weight loss pills, for, you know, I've seen surgery ads. I've seen. Really? Yeah. You know, I don't see a lot of commercials um, because I'm. I stream only. Mm. But on the subway, I do see cool sculpting. That's like, that's had a peak lately. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are cool sculpting. And I don't even really know what it is. Is it actually cool? Who cares? Is it your ice packs? Uh, It is my ice pack. I'm cool sculpting right now. Yeah. She's Um, cool sculpting her thighs. Yeah. My thighs are just (laughs) melting off as we speak. No, but it actually is cool. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there... Even if you don't watch TV, there's billboards everywhere. If you go, I'm sure it's it's more so in places like New York and L.A., but L.A., there are massive billboards for doctors. Yeah, lipo, for plastic surgeon. For, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess anytime I see one of those, I just try to remind myself that, like, this is a business. It's a huge business. And they're trying to get my business. And that hasn't been good for me before. So mm-hmm. I can't buy back in. And I just have to say, okay, that exists. It's fine. It's not for me. Um, but you'll notice a lot more now that like you're looking for stuff. Yeah. that I mean, that's a good way to think about it. I try to do the same thing, which is, or you know what it is always a good thing to do? Get mm-hmm. angry when you see those ads. Sure. That works for me. I just get angry at the way that I'm being manipulated right mm-hmm. in front of my very eyes. Mm-hmm. 
apparently there are some shows that are getting it right. Like we said, Shrill. Yeah, I it does get it right. I should watch that. I I really love that actress. Aidy Bryant. Aidy Bryant. Yeah. yeah. She's really funny. Um, but yeah, Teen Vogue cites these shows. Dietland, I haven't seen that, but I will check it out. Um, Insecure, I don't remember a ton of body diversity unless they're talking about I haven't seen it. I haven't race. seen any of these shows. Wow. Um, Glow, I only watched the first few episodes i will try again um empire apparently there's and orange is the new black yes i can orange attest is the to new that black certainly does yeah. i watched like three seasons of that but glow i don't remember glow don't remember having glow body diversity super yeah i mean it did show women being strong which i always like right um so maybe that's what they're getting at i mean mm. um if we can draw any conclusion from this list it's that it's too we short need more yeah, we need more yeah <laughs> But yeah, please send us your thoughts, guys, and commiserate with us because we know that there are so many shows, movies, and what we, have you that we, we haven't purposely haven't spoken about The Whale because we have not seen it yet. Yeah, but I'm going to see it. I'm actually, I, I love Brendan Fraser. Who doesn't love Brendan I, Fraser? Nobody. That guy. That guy. He's the universal guy of America. He is the most gorgeous blast from the past we could ever ask oh, for. Nice sick ref. Thank you. That's it for today's episode, guys. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com and we will answer them. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review and make it nice. Um, don't forget to check out merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And, of course, we're always with you. through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.